Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, very pleasant good morning, fun seekers. As you can see, it's a nice, bright, sunny day in Dripping Springs, Texas. Casting the sunshine in the back. See? Where's Doodle? Oh, she's lying here. Well, it's Monday, and, you know, I don't have any idea where I am on Tuesday, much less Monday, so it could, anything could happen. This is OneRadioNetwork.com. It's 20 February. They say this is President's Day. Did you see that? Yep, saw that on my computer this morning. President's Day, which means that every country should get rid of every president and send them to an island in the South Pacific and let them fight it out. You guys just mix, you know, just mingle, just mingle. Here's some coconuts. You want to go to war? Just start kicking each other's ass and leave us alone. So that's my my mes- President's Day message. So let's see if that echoes throughout the universe. Dr. Richard Massey is here on the third Monday of the month, and this is the third Monday. He's in the green room, looking pretty purple. He's got a purple shirt. Oh, we had we got the same memo, Doc, similar to my shirt. And then later on this morning. We're going to talk to a fellow who calls himself Self Hydrogen Man. I wonder why that is. Greg Hydrogen Man, after Richard Massey, in an hour or so, hour and a half or so, however long we can talk to Doc and Stain. Tomorrow, Martin Armstrong. He's a good one. Mr. Armstrong has been waxing philosophically and, and looking at his Socrates artificial intelligence thing, and he has some ideas about what is going to transpire in Russia and Ukraine, and we look at the whole world geopolitically and financially. And also tomorrow, Mike Stone. You know Mike? Mike's a good guy. He's got a website called Virlyog, V-I-R-L-I-E-O-G-Y, and that'll tell you that he believes that the germ theory is a lie. He's one of the Show Me the Virus guys. Really cool, and uh, he's a nice guy, and we're going to talk to him tomorrow and catch up and see if we all need to wear hazmat suits because, as you know, the WHO said that the Marburg virus is coming to uh, a Walmart near you at any time. Dr. Richard, Ma- oh, <laughs> you didn't get the memo, yeah. Doc, about the Marburg? No, you didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't. I remember the Marlboro man. Mar- yeah, I, you know. yeah. Good morning, Dr. <laughs> Richard Massey. Dr. Massey is in Austin, Texas, and he was just telling me that Forty-nine years ago, you you became a doctor. You started your doctoring, or how did that work? Well, I actually enlisted in the Air Force because I couldn't stay focused on a degree plan, Patrick. I see. Uh huh. No. Yeah, mm. was incomplete in three different colleges, and mm. uh, my parents noticed a trend. Uh. <laughs> Marge, you think he's meant for school? <laughs> Certainly, you're going to do something else, you know, wood chopper, plumber, <laughs> something. And that was in 74, 74? Yes, yes. So I went to San Antonio and, and oh, I found a nice barber there. Yeah. Uh, and he gave me a face enlargement. It was my first face yeah. enlargement. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice that till I took my first shower in the Air Force <laughs> barracks there. And I began to wash my face, and my face just kept going all the way around to the back of my neck. I, yeah. I've never noticed how big my face was. All that hair was in the way. Um, but there it is, February of 74, my, my identification 
photo from uh, oh. the United States Air Force. Check out this mugshot uh, of him. Look at this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They get us in there after that haircut and wake us up early. And my theory is, is in case the ID gets lost on foreign soil, they want the other soldiers to realize we're we're a pretty mean looking bunch, you know. You know how to mess with us. Foreign um, foreign soil, right? That's that's a that's yeah. close. Between you and I. Like the girls' dorm or something. No, I mean Yeah. That's where all the nurses yeah. hang out, you know, on the weekend. <laughs> this is the but main yeah, thing that huh? Dr. Massey that. learned at medical face. school. Look at that face. I mean, look at that. I mean, come on. What yeah, a, no, I'm just you know, forty-nine years, almost no change. God, no, I don't think so. <laughs> it's quite a do, though, that they give us. I, you know, when I got mine, I was really proud of that do. <laughs> so funny you mentioned that about university. I went, I went to St. Missouri University, St. Louis, in six, fifth, I don't know what it was sixty-five, something like that, sixty-five. Uh-huh. And I, uh, they were going to throw me out after six months. So. Seriously, I was I didn't go to class. It was just it was <laughs> terrible. I I didn't go to class and I, I just played cards at the, the student union and you know when I look at that oh. one. So I joined the navy. Yeah. So we, you you know this yeah, was a so nice. This is uh, the, look at this that. This is the this is the twenty third anniversary of the television show, um, and that's a photo from the TV show uh, <laughs> back twenty three years ago. Uh, out in beautiful Odessa, Texas, uh, it's called Here's to Your Health. So February is a big anniversary month yeah. for me. It's also the month I opened my first holistic place in Fredericksburg uh, in 1998. So that's been 25 years ago um, that I opened the first holistic clinic that I would have called it Integrative Medical Center right there in Fredericksburg, Texas. And I look sort of like that. A little deer in the headlights, like little, I don't know what I'm doing here. Quite a bit of yeah. deer in the headlights, actually. I know, I know. I didn't like those uh, TV lights and cameras, and they'd always want me to look at the camera, you know. And so I had to look at these bright lights and uh, this little this little camera lens, you know, which is sort of impersonal. Um, and uh, yeah, so it wasn't my favorite thing to do, but you know, yeah. Well, we had some we had some fun on the show, and uh, and then I wanted to show this photo here of my lovely friend Cameron. We can we can get into that later. Um, Who's Cameron? Yeah, this is the lovely Cameron. I met I met Cameron um, when she tested positive for uh, something that people said uh, was going on. Um, that involved, you know, oh, fever that thing. And yeah, that, that thing, yeah, that thing. You know, there was some sort of brand name of something. Yeah, um, I don't even remember and, what it uh, was. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to recall it. You know, um, and it, but it didn't leave a bad taste in the mouth. Yeah, see, see, I'm in high coherence on my M wave here. I got it hooked on my ear. <laughs> M waves are on sale for another few days. So if you go to the Institute of Heart Math, uh, you can get them on sale. February's Heart Month. Tell folks what that what that is, because that's a cool little contraption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you can see Cameron using hers while she's getting her um, ultraviolet IV, which, of course, a hundred percent of the time, completely took care of the thing that people tested positive for. 
Whatever and that I'm going to scroll that up. And you see her there with her little green light on as she's reading the, uh, there's my little green light. Um, as she is in high heart coherence, reading the Recall Healing Book by Dr. Jobert Renault. She is on the heart path of discovering what her conflict was that her subconscious brain changed into fever and chills and all those other symptoms. I see. So she sorted it out. So if you have an M-Wave and a Recall Healing book or a Jacques Martel book, you too can sit down and read about hiccups or burping or brain tumors, whatever you might have. <laughs> this is the... This is the Jacques Martel book. Ailments and Diseases, right? Yeah, yeah. Remember that one? I do. So if you sit and read that with your M-Wave on, oh, my goodness, what you can discover. And you discover that this thing that we've called illness and diseases is really a love story underneath and how our biology loves us and our families. And there's Jobert Renault's book. I mean, I... He's probably been my main influence in all of this over the last, well, since 2012. Um, hmm. So, yeah. So there she was. There she the was. Lovely Cameron. She was, you know, looking at her, looking at her conflict, getting the lights on her wrist, the red lights on the wrist. That's Brother Gene Barnett's machine. And uh, the red lights on the wrist go where the, you know, the blood vessels are close to the skin surface there. And so you get a lot of red light. And what that red light does is it tells the body to make more energy molecules, hmm. more ATP. The little mitochondria spin faster when they have red light. Hmm. Um, and if you want to add something into that that makes it even better, there's like methylene blue. There's all kinds of forms of methylene blue. Um this is a kind that you can do drops under your tongue. And when we do methylene blue, when we go out in the sunshine, we absorb more red light and more ultraviolet than we otherwise would. Really? Yeah, I bought yes. some of that after you first mentioned it, because I like to try stuff. And mm -hmm. um, I peed blue. Aha, yes. What does that mean? Yes. Well, and, you know, that's a trick we used to do with the girls in high school. I We'd see. sneak a couple of drops in their drink just to hear them scream in the bathroom <laughs> uh, when their urine came out a different color. Yeah, it that'll cute. do it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just, it passes through there. This particular one doesn't. I got this from Gene, and it's liposomal, and the liposomal goes into the cells so quickly it doesn't come out in the urine, so... It's kind of nice if you can find a liposomal or lipospheric methylene blue. Uh, you know, you won't pee that different color there. And right? this, this little molecule, methylene blue, encourages mm -hmm. the body to absorb more red light, which we believe yes. is good for us, right? Red light. Yes, red light. So a lot of people are doing, you know, red light therapies. Yeah, I do uh, some. I have a red light thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to get a focus on young Cameron's arm where you can see her, that uh, IV going into her arm. But y'all have seen that if you've been on my Instagram yeah. site at all. You can see that going in her arm is her own blood after it's gone through the ultraviolet light device. And it turns out that since the 1930s, 
every single thing that we call acute infection completely resolves after an ultraviolet IV. Isn't that amazing? But if so, we are in the camp of no germies, maybe the, does the body create something that initiates maybe the detox thing subconscious or consciously stress or whatever? Yeah, I think, that, I think Is, that's what's going you on. You think that's what's we, going on? Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so we this, make these little... Yeah, go sure. ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. Yeah, we make these little exosomes, and uh, right. let me show you... Let me show you the little photo here. So this is a photo of uh, some blood. Now this reddish part here that's got these nice black lines, that's the part that we would call normal. Right. But look at, look at these stripes here. Mm -hmm. So what's happened here is the black lines that are the foundation of this blood drop have actually split in half. So the black line split, this white dead protein is in the middle of it, and these little dark places that go across are that black line being stitched back together. Back in my day, those little places were called virus bridges. <laughs> now we're coming to the awareness that these are actually places where our own exosomes sew the black line mm. back together. Mm. Now. If you've ever had stitches without anesthesia, it's typically an experience you don't want again. So when a person solves a dispute, their body immediately begins to send exosomes here and sew the two sides of the argument back together so that there's no splitting dispute keeping the, can the family broken, right? Wow. So there will be billions of microscopic stitches being done by our own exosomes right with no anesthesia now that's what creates those aches and pains that sense of i'm not doing very well uh fever cough making all that extra mucus trying to make a salve for all this stuff that's going on down in the lungs right mm -hmm. everybody who had a diagnosis of influenza corona positive or corona negative whatever if they had those symptoms when i asked them we discovered that they had recently resolved a significant dispute with someone in their family and they were in repair the more of these repair areas these stitches the more of those there were the worse the person's symptoms were so if I have hundreds of those little stitches going on rather than just 10 of those, ooh, I'm going to feel a whole lot worse because I'm healing so much more. And the healing is the feeling part, right? That's how that works. Wow. There you can see it there. So yeah, you can just see the black line is just split. So these little exosomes that the Cowan and those folks have talked about, these are things that the body makes to repair and yes. the repair process needs to happen because of a spiritual, mental, emotional issue and not something floating around in the air. Yeah, our bodies are telling our stories. <laughs> you know, that's what they do. And you can see what happens, for instance, when somebody takes chemotherapy and all healing is shut down. 
that's a whole different thing there you won't you won't see any of this repair mm -hmm. going on right it's just going to be big and white and nothing is going on to fix it wow. right wow. so we have healing going on continually in the body and we are used to a certain rate of healing and a certain percentage of our body healing that's what keeps our hair in that's what keeps our GI tract relined with something new and fresh every three days, mm -hmm. right? So when people do chemo, what happens? Their hair falls out. They, they skin their elbow. They don't heal it. They don't make a new gastrointestinal lining. Um, all of these things that are going on all the time. So you and I have a baseline rate of healing that we're comfortable with, right? We go through life and we go, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good today. So that means I'm at my baseline healing. Mm -hmm. But if something comes up like an anniversary, boom, it blindsides me or some trigger, you know, that's like something terrible that happened in the family. I'm going to go into a much higher rate of healing than normal and, and not feel well. I'm going to have to put some energy into that healing. I won't be able to run and jump as much because I'm putting all the energy into healing. The whole separation idea for me, Dr. Massey, is fascinating. By the way, our phone line is out this morning, sorry, but you can email Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com for Dr. Richard Massey. It is the mm -hmm. 20th of February. Patrick, yeah. OneRadioNetwork.com. The separation thing is like, wow. I'm so interested in that and seeing things when I do my little soul travel, you know, all the stuff I do at night when I leave my body and look at things which soul does, it, to me, the separation idea is the big falsity, that there is no separation, right? Right. There is no separation. And I've even right. seen where if we think the pain in our knee is actually separate from us, right, then we, we get a little for or against the pain, especially against, and then when you see when you're against the pain, then you're against yourself because you are the pain, and you get this rubber band thing, and the pain just stop, keeps going. Does that make? Does that resonate with you? Oh yeah, and and right here you can see that the whole thing that the subconscious story is reenacting is a splitting or a separating separating of this, of this black line. I mean, it's all just telling separation stories over and over wow. and over. So as we separate uh, uh, spiritually, emotionally, or mentally, which we're not separate, every, there's just one blob of God, right? Um, yeah, and, and, and look at how we've languaged that. You uh, know, so, <laughs> so the Lord's Prayer, mm -hmm. the Lord's Prayer, the first sentence of it declares that we are in a state of separation. What does it say? Our Father who lives somewhere else. Who art in heaven. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, so the whole thing was set up to make us feel separate from Father God. Whoa. And you, you listen to the Aramaic one. Mm -hmm. It says, O Mother, Father, Birther of the Cosmos. You can hear the difference between the one contrived by the religious people. Mm-hmm and the one that was closer to what was actually spoken. Right, whichever, whatever God is, there's 
something like over here. <laughs> did all this stuff, right? Is <laughs> behind all yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, and so when we're born into that story, that even the God who is supposed to be our origin lives someplace else. I mean, you talk about single mothers, single parent families. I mean, they're declaring it right there in the beginning, hmm. right? Huh. Our Father who art in, in heaven. heaven has moved out and left me and mom at home, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, and look what's happened in society. I mean, we just live out these stories without even being aware that it's going on. And so all of these stories that we kind of buy into when we're kids or whatever, they are subconsciously, they're running. They're running this program, right? Yeah. And that's why it's easy to feel separate from, I don't know, from anybody, you know? Oh yeah, because this program is yeah. is running. It's just it's just running. Yeah, and our body shows us what that program is in ways that we cannot ignore. Oh, right, disease or aches and pains. Yeah, or, or stuff that doesn't feel good, broken relationships, <laughs> bankruptcy. You know, our yeah. bodies are just going to go and just live that out. You know, and uh, <laughs> they're just going to have a party, right? And so what they're trying to do or what spirit is trying to do is tell us that whatever this subconscious thing going on, it's not working for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It has its limits, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That is so cool. You know, like it just makes so much sense. And boy, when it starts making sense to me, you people are in trouble. So be careful. Don't don't you believe her. Uh, Oh, uh, that's good. When stuff starts making sense, man, we're in deep water. Uh, Dr. We're Richard Massey's with us, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. Let me do a little, little promote a couple of products, Doc, and we'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, boy, when it starts making sense, it's like, whoa. Okay. Uh, I'm really into this uh, new exercise system. It's been about, uh, let's see, was it November, December, January, February? Well, work on about four or five months and it's called X3 and it was put together by um, Dr. Jakewish okay I'll show you his picture here he wrote a book called Weightlifting is a Waste of Time so is cardio there's a better way to have the body that you want and uh, I have not read the book I'm, it's on my list but he then, then devised and a system where it's variable resistance. And I'll show you a picture here of this. If you're on audio, you can go on our website, click on the X3 and look at pictures. I'm sure that, I'm not sure, but I, sus- I suspect that Dr. Jaquish, J-A-Q-U-I-S-H, also has some YouTube videos, or you can do just X3 on YouTube. I'm sure there's some people doing it, showing you how it works. But it's very, very effective. I mean, even me, this little guy of 125 pounds, I'm, I've got some muscle, more muscle than I've had this entire lifetime. And I've got 76 whatever years, it was, they call them years, but I don't even believe in years, under my belt here. Uh, and you can see the pictures. So these are variable resistance, and you have a latex bands, and then you lift these bands, you lift this steel bar, He's standing on a plate, so he's doing what would be a um, bicep 
So he's standing on a plate with the band, and then you just take the, the bicep, you just go up like this, you know, so then, but you never take the pressure off of, um, off of the, off of the muscle, which makes the muscle grow more without ripping and tearing it so you don't get sore. Now that's cool. That's cool. No soreness. And I do it every day. It takes about 15, 20 minutes. Did mine this morning. And um, and then say say you're doing, oh, gals, you can, gals, you can do the chest thing and get it like this and and a lot of gals like to build up, you know, the, the bust line and all that, keep everything happy, you know, well into your 90s and 100s. You know, gals like, get emails all the time. I want to firm up my bust. My husband wants me to have firm busties. I said, well, here, <laughs> guys are like that. What can I tell you? So you get this uh, this silver thing. So gals, you could get this and just do this. <laughs> I don't know. You can do this every day. It's a, it, it's a, it's a thing. You know, it's a God thing. Don't, don't. Don't talk to me. Talk to God about that. So uh, you push this out and you can build up your bust line and keep it firm and happy. So you do this and you do this with your muscles and it's really cool. It's called X3. It's on our website. Just click on it, x 3 com, and then order it and there you go. We have the biggest sale of the year on colostrum. The biggest sale of the year Dr. Massey, he likes colostrum. He'll tell you about colostrum after that. He likes it. And 20% off. Uh, Check it out. For my first meal of the day, I like to make a blended drink, and I'm always basing my blended drinks around colostrum. Colostrum adds so much creamy flavor and texture that if you don't have it, smoothies start to seem a little bit watery to me. Now I'm going to be combining it with a bunch of other ingredients, but it really is the all-star. Colostrum has so many health benefits. Probably it's best known for its effects on the immune system. There's actually an article in PubMed showing colostrum to be three times more effective against flu and flu symptoms than flu vaccines are, even in high-risk patients. It's incredible for fighting flu and other viral type infections. It's also really good for building lean muscle mass. In fact, it contains all 89 of the known mammalian growth factors. It's also very good for the gut lining. So people who suffer from things like Crohn's, IBS, uh, leaky gut syndrome, a lot of those folks are using colostrum in the regenerative process to heal and restore their gut lining. And one of the things I love about it is that it's a complete food. So colostrum contains everything a mammal needs to thrive. It contains all of the essential amino acids. It contains all of the essential lipids or fats. Contains all of the essential glyconutrients. Those are essential sugars that we need for our immune function. So it's got all of that and all those growth factors, which means this is really a complete food for human beings or for any other mammals. Tastes great. It's got the fuel I need to get through the day, and it's got all those added health benefits thanks to the colostrum too. Boy, it is a oh, it's a wonderful product. I think you'll like it. They have uh, chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, the original, and then also um, vanilla. So I guess there's four of them. Twenty percent off. So there's a time to get yourself a big one, and use the code Optimize O P T I M I Z E for those of you in Petaluma. Optimize. And you get 20% off on colostrum, whatever size you like. And um, Doc, you like colostrum, right? You've been using colostrum for a while, haven't you? 
So, so I just want to point out the beautiful synchronicity of Patrick Timponi as he goes through his really products here. Are we synchronized? So, are we synchronized? Oh man, you were in such synchronicity. You're talking about <laughs> ladies buffing up their breasts, going oh. right into colostrum, right? Uh, that was really uh, that was good. <laughs> was that a good? That was, was a, a good, good transition. Segue, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of us got weaned too early. I think that's part of the deal with that <laughs> is that what it is well okay yeah I'm, yeah yeah i'm glad but, you know. <laughs> but colostrum boy that's good stuff for leaky gut uh so it really is adding colostrum is a good idea in the background you see the entrance to casa de luz place mm -hmm. where patrick has been many times if you come to austin oh yeah uh, there you are come to visit and now the third eye meditation lounge is also in there Oh, Elixir Bar is in there as well. Um, and Alchemy Juices is in there now. You guys are um, cool, man. So the House of Light, you know, you walk in, it's a little tropical paradise in the middle of downtown Austin, huh? I remember I there was some event at this place you're mentioning. What was the name mm -hmm. of it? Yeah, and this was, what, about a year ago. I think David Wolf was there, right? Oh yeah, and, and they they were they were sampling this product. <laughs> called, called you were there. That that was me. Yeah, they were sampling this product called Limitless, which is a bunch of medicinal mushrooms, right? And look, yeah, I'll show it. And show yeah, it. And Doctor Massey, he got whacked on these mushrooms. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna hunt these down here. I remember it, and. Uh, yeah, this is the the same same yeah. bag I bought back then that night. Yeah, that uh, stuff's strong, isn't it? It's crazy. So I was uh, Patrick was there, my friend Braja was there, and David. Uh, I was so excited, you know. David Avocado Wolf was there, <laughs> and his band was there, and the energy was so high. And and of course, in my family, our saying is, "We'd rather suffer than read the directions." That's so, right. Exactly. <laughs> So I'm uh, I'm taking this stuff and I'm just dumping it into my juice there and shaking it up and drinking it and I'm starting to feel really good and uh, so Patrick and I and some other people walked in and we asked Ash who who runs Third Eye her and her husband Neil uh, how much is this bag of mushrooms and she said eighty five dollars Patrick said that's a lot and then she said well the dose is only like half a teaspoon and and that's that's when that's well, when you knew you were in trouble there could be some problems here later and uh, i woke up at four in the morning and i had a cleanse that was so far beyond my capacity to endure that's so funny. tell folks talk about the time that you and i got these raw organs from Miller's Organic oh, Farm in Burdenham, Pennsylvania, and when you were out in yes. you were out in, in Fredericksburg, and what what did we do? There were thyroids in there and thymuses and yeah, yeah. See, so so this is another one where I blame Patrick, and and so <laughs> no, Patrick is Patrick is the one who who introduced me to this uh, idea of this guy Ogenus Vanderplanten. Ah, yeah, the raw yeah. meat, right? Yeah. Right. And so Ogenus, he had this story that he was sickly as a kid. Mm -hmm. You know, he's, I don't know, raised by hippie vegetarians or something. <laughs> and, uh, but he, his health re was restored when he started eating these live, unfrozen, uncooked 
meat and organs and all this. And he had a little recipe book that I still have here. Oh, wow. And so, so Patrick found Amos Miller. And anybody who, if you can support Amos Miller, and it's a great thing because yeah. the law is always after Amos. They're always after and, They keep trying to close know, them down. You can't sell that yeah, raw meat. Can't yeah. sell it. No, don't sell that. Yeah. And it's, he's a good Mennonite guy. I spent a lot of time talking to his brother. Um, and I'd order things. And so it, it came together, you know. And I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going <laughs> to order. We're going to order these glands. And they say they can ship them on ice. Right. It'll get there in less than 24 hours. It's never been cooked, never been frozen. All the stem cells and exosomes are all still good. We're going to blend these things up and we're going to drink them. And we're going to do Ogenesis <laughs> recipes. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, folks, you should have been there and seen it. That was we ended up having to have two blenders, one for the guys and one for the ladies. And so the ladies' blender, of course, had the ovaries in it. Yep. And the man's blender had the testicles in it. And thyroid. And, uh, thyroid in both, right? Oh, the yeah. thyroid is what ruined the taste. I mean, that was pretty it turns out that all that iodine in the thyroid, it just tastes so bad. So you couldn't put too much in. And we had to play with it and, and add goat milk and huge amounts of cinnamon. And I remember honey, Leanne. Honey too, right? And honey, all kinds of stuff, because the taste was horrible. But man, what a rush if you could hold it down. Uh, the energy, I mean, the energy just shot up. You know, that stuff was alive. And yeah. and I could see how, like, Native Americans, what you know, when they would kill a buffalo and just cut the organ out and just, you know, eat it on the spot because it, it has all that life still in it. No. We got whacked. I mean, we literally got stoned. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was just like doing, you know, when we were kids, marijuana or something. It was crazy. Just the energy yeah. from these live organs. Yes. Wow. Yeah, There's quite a few people that advocate, uh, even as today, if you're going to do meat, is go ahead and do it raw rather than cook it. I, I, I suspect there's mm-hmm. a lot to that. I kind of like that, you know. I, I enjoy it. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Kind of fun. Yeah, one of the photos I sent you about the pancreas. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll show you that again and you may have um you may have put that up on the page or whatever. Um is this photo right here. You can look at the red blood cells in the background, but all those chunks there are pieces of undigested fat and protein in this person's lymph fluid, in which we also get when we poke the finger. Let me show the big picture here. Um, and uh, and so when we see all these chunks, yeah, those, are, those aren't supposed to be in there. What right? are they? Those are actual pieces of undigested protein and fat um, that the person's pancreas oh. did not make enough digestive enzymes to break those down. Oh. So when we see those, now see, you don't get those if you eat something that's alive because something that's alive still has the enzymes in it. So that's why we do raw goat's milk or or raw meat. That's why it's easier to digest. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. If it hasn't been cooked or frozen, the enzymes are still there. Hmm. And so then your pancreas or my pancreas doesn't have to do all the digestive work. Interesting. 
So, so when we freeze something, does it take the enzymes out? Do we know, or is it just sure? Does it? Yeah, really? I think it. Yeah, it inactivates them. I mean, otherwise, if the enzyme stays active, the meat will digest itself. Right. So that's what when we set the meat in the fridge on a rack, it, it kind of uh, you can do that for about Slows a week or down. so, and actually it tastes better because it's it's digesting itself, right? Yes. Sitting there. But you know, it's, yes. it's, it's interesting, the grass-fed finished meat, I get lamb and pig and, and, and uh, beef at the farmer's market dock, they come frozen because that's just the way farmers got to do it, you know. It's, you know, it's just, and it still digests itself in the fridge, so that means that it still has to have some live stuff going on, right? Yeah, yeah. It, once something's been frozen, though, or cooked... It does cut down I mean, on the activity. Yeah, and and it looks like subconsciously as a species... Yeah, I think it's what Marianne Williamson said. It, it's not our darkness that scares us the most. It's our magnificence. Hmm. And we yeah. have to dumb down our magnificence or it would be unbearable. Dumb, so dumb down our magnificence. What does that yeah, look like in, to, in in the matrix? What does that mean? So what that means is is I can't get raw milk. I it, cuz it still has life in it. Okay. Um so I have to dumb it down by pasteurizing it, homogenizing it, beating it half to death so that when it goes into my body it doesn't trigger that sense of magnificence. Oh, I see. Makes sense. I mean, the fullness of life is just unbearably blissful. Yeah. I mean, you know, we just. Yeah. Yeah. We wouldn't be sitting in line in traffic trying to go to a job that we hate <laughs> if we were in tune with the blissfulness of our lives. You know what I mean? I know so, what you mean. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we hire agents. And we create government agencies and pretend like they have the power, they have the magnificence, and we're going to be subservient to them. And it keeps us from going nuts from all the bliss. I mean, we, <laughs> we, we wouldn't be able to take it. We work real hard at <laughs> not being blissful, don't we? I mean, we really do. <laughs> really, really hard. Really. You know, we're, we're just going to beat this food till there's no life left in it, you know, and then... Uh, yeah, get these, don't let it trigger any bliss. Get these you know? needles in whatever they do. Or, <laughs> uh, just amazing. You know, and just, this was this ahead. was the the thing. This was the thing that I sent over. Which on the story level, you remember Klinghart's levels of healing, All right? Doctor um, Dietrich Klinghart. So, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this is me. I mean, on Instagram, I put it on as a friend, you know, so not everybody would know. Um, but yeah, that's me and, and your mom and dad. And but the story up here, the pancreas story is this guy right here. If I can scoot that over where you can see it. Yeah, let me get him over here. Yeah. Maternal great, great grandfather in the Louisiana militia. And uh, here is great, great grandmother. And uh, she is disgusted. I didn't get to read her letter until maybe three years ago. 
So it was a secret. What are we looking at? The tree of life here for Richard Massey? Yeah, on my mom's side. On your mom's side, okay. So this is maternal great-great-grandmother. Right. And she was disgusted hmm. because Charles A. Magruder, colonel in the Louisiana military, got her pregnant and left oh. without marriage. Left her with a, a son in her womb in 1861 Texas. That wasn't nice. She was so upset that she did not give her son, my great-grandfather, she did not give him his father's surname. She picked the surname of a friend and gave it to him, right? Mm -hmm. Gave him her daddy's first name, but not his surname. When a child is disinherited from the surname or the inheritance of their biological father, the pancreas is who tells the story in the family. Whoa, the pancreas? Yes. The pancreas tells father stories in the family, right? So the pancreas is the father. Pancreas means pan is everything and creus is creation. So it's the part that the father plays in the creation of the family is what the pancreas tells. And my family is riddled with pancreas cancer and pancreas dysfunction. Is that right? Fascinating. Yes. Fascinating. And we have all the level one stories smoking, drinking, eating bad food. That's the level one stories. But as Klinghardt and Bert Hellinger and Jobert, Renault all sorted out, the family story is a thousand times more effective at helping a person recover than trying to do it all on the physical level. The family story. This is the family story of pancreas cancer. And in my case, my pancreas just wasn't functioning. Hmm. Um, and that's that other picture that I showed you of all that debris um, that was undigested. Man, I had so many of those the first time I looked at my blood, so many of these chunks. I stopped counting, I think, at 80. Um, most people have 10 or less. So my pancreas just wasn't digesting at all. And it's like this story is disgusting. It is not digestible. Wow. And my body was telling that story. So when you realize that, did that change the story? Yes. So just to, becoming to aware. Bring it into just becoming, bring mm -hmm. it into consciousness, right? Bring it up yes. above the subconscious level. And then it, poof, it goes away. Right. Yeah. What, once the judgments are released. Right. So the judgments are the important part. So uh, I could say a sentence like this. Even if my pancreas and the pancreas of my descendants never function normally, I'd rather have you two for my great-great-grandparents than anybody else. And when I can say that and stay green on my M-wave, <laughs> my judgments about that story are clear. But if I just want something to go away, it's not going to work. It's not, not going to help. It's not going to go away. No, it's a love story. So those are my great-great-grandparents for some reason that I may never understand. Um, I'm just the little one here. That's the big movement. Always be the little one. If something's going on in the body, mm -hmm. 
that person's subconscious is telling them they're the big one. They're qualified to judge how their parents lived, how their grandparents lived, and so on and so on. Yeah, I can decide that it was morally wrong what happened between my great-great-grandparents and, oh, what a scoundrel he was, right? And as long as I'm doing that, yeah, the story may be in my awareness, but the judgments will keep it from having a good effect on my body. And the subconscious, state of consciousness of the subconscious and our is totally replicated in the body 24-7. It's just there. Yes. It's just there. Just there. Yes. Wow. And then simple awareness of it, it dissipates. Yes, and when you say it's simple awareness is the key, Mm -hmm. not awareness with judgment. Yes, yes. That's key, really. It's the idea, viewing it from, I call it a soul perspective, a Mm non-judgmental perspective. um, Right. And just to say, oh, that's interesting, okay. Yeah. 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 I'm good. You know, clear the judgment. Yeah. Yeah. Do whatever you need to do to clear the judgments about it. And then, however, the body was carrying that. So let's go into something more practical that most people have experienced. I mean, people may not even know if they have chunks like this unless they've looked. But here's another way you can know a story like that. How do you feel when you're having sexual encounters? I beg your pardon? How does that go? You know? How does that go? Yeah, if that's my family story, that you get somebody pregnant and leave, and it was so bad it has to be kept a secret for five generations, how are you going to feel when you start dating and start thinking about touching somebody and uh, being touched by somebody? Hmm. What stuff comes up in the subconscious? So you get all those feelings like in whole religions, whole churches gather because sex is disgusting. You can build a whole, you build whole religions over the whole thing. Exactly. So the people who gather together in the churches like that, they have this kind of story in their family tree. They don't want to associate with other people. It would drive them crazy to be out there and actually be able to feel the magnificence of sexuality. Hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Right? Yeah, because what comes up in here is like, oh, the scoundrel up there getting pregnant and then leaving, and oh, the the bastard child, oh, you know, and (laughs) all of that's in there, and and I'm just trying to hold the girl's hand in the movie. That's right. right. That's all you're trying to do. Yeah, that's all I'm trying to do, you know. Uh, And all that stuff starts coming up involuntarily so when we don't know our family sexual story it can show up as pancreas cancer pancreas not functioning sexual difficulties problems deciding whether to marry someone we're having sex with or have sex and not be married all that stuff automatically the programs just start stirring and unless i be the little one and stay in simple awareness as you said, those programs are going to take me over and I'm going to project onto my partner all this stuff that's swirling around in Pandora's box and, you know. Yeah. So that's why your work is is a tool to do this. Um, you go through the, the this whole thing and then you become aware and then 
Yeah, yeah. And if I'm starting to feel something like, oh, you know, maybe this or that, should do this, shouldn't do that. Why, once a should gets in there, I'm in the program oh, yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, so I, I'd be the little one again. I'm going to tell my great-great-grandparents, you know, the way you did it was just right for you. I'm too small to judge your story. It looks like part of me's carrying it, and it's just not mine to even carry. Yeah. So I, I'd like to offer it back to you. And, of course, from their heart, they want to take that back. They, they never wanted me to inherit that story, right? So they're happy to take it back and uh, leave me free of it. Hmm. And that's what we do in constellations. That's what we do in recall healing sessions with the M-Wave. People get to find their heart path through all the, the little tangles of the story, you know. Come out on the other side, something good happens. It's, it's, great, it's great work. Uh, this is Patrick Timpone, Dr. Richard Massey, OneRadioNetwork.com. If you care to be on the show, uh, ask a question, comment, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. This whole idea of the bliss thing is is fascinating to me as I look at um, you know some things in the other realities when I when I get out there when my body's sleeping <clears throat> I've noticed that oftentimes I need to move into some energy it's kind of like just some energy kind of feels a little dark or something like that you know and mm-hmm. I'm just consciously I'm conscious and I'm just moving into it as a spirit soul and as I get into it the softer that I get into it, the easier it is. In other words, I don't know how to explain it, Doc, but it's almost like if I try to ram it with breathing deeply, it doesn't work. Yeah. So right. it's almost like I stop breathing in the physical, and you're, not, you're barely breathing, and you're just taking little pieces of this energy does that make sense to you? You're just taking little pieces of this energy. But the cool thing about the bliss is if you really stay aware of everything while, while I'm doing this and I'm not even in my body, I can hear and feel one of the big things is for me, I don't deserve this. I, uh, I can't yeah. do this. This is too cool. I can't go in there because this is this would be so cool. I can't go in there. I mean, it'd be too much. I couldn't deal with it. Just like you were saying, yes. and I, I see yes. that a lot. And I just go, well, that's a hilarious. And I just keep going, you know, because what am I going to do? Believe that? Whatever that was, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to believe that that yes. time. It's really fascinating. But there's a lot of that for me. It's probably you know, my Catholic upbringing, you know, whatever. And. The myth, if you go back to that original story right. of Pandora's box, mm. right? You've heard about Pandora's box? I kind of don't. Yeah. Okay, so Pandora's box, the way it came to me was, is there's this box inside of us that carries all our dark stuff. And you want to keep the lid on Pandora's box. Mm. You don't want to be no, opening nope. up Pandora's box. Yeah. You know, that's a bad thing, right? But when you go back to the original myth, it's like this. So here's Pandora's box. And when Pandora's box opened, there's two things in there. One is all the bliss and the good, and the other is the dark. Hmm. So when the one who represented the good came out and looked at the state of humanity, 
That one said, I'm just going to the other world. I'm just, go- I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why our experience today is only of the darkness being in there. But if you keep going like you're doing, keep you going. will also discover this other being in mythological terms who will come back and meet you there if you're willing to go through the dark part. And isn't that other being just who we really are, our true self? Yeah. Yeah. These are mythological, you know, attempts to explain, you know. Yeah. So that's what the whole, all the myth and the hero's journey and all that's about is meeting. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really us, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's hard to take, isn't it? No, it's just, I I just love it. I I just, (laughs) I have so much fun. I just look forward to going to sleep now because I just, you know, say, okay, this is what I'm going to do, and I'd like to do more oh, of this, wow. more of this, more of this, more of this, and I just go Beautiful. there. I know. Yeah. It's like, whoa. It's like a trip. It is a trip. It's like... It is a trip. I just... Well, I won't go there. Uh, Richard Massey, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. So I suspect there's just a whole bunch of souls out there who just don't believe they deserve to be happy. They just don't believe it's possible to really mm-hmm. be happy. Don't you think? Do we, I mean, it sounds yes. like it when you talk to people. Yeah, and and my part of the story is when I draw somebody's family tree, like you just saw part of mine, mm-hmm. when a person feels like they don't deserve something, yeah. They're trying to carry that for their mother or their father. Oh, because that's the way mom or dad felt? Yes. And so they're trying to unburden their parents, oh. the nervous system, not them. The nervous not system. Not them as a you know, conscience. But subconsciously, the nervous system in the womb and during infancy literally soaks up that feeling from the parents so that they can focus on being parents and don't get distracted by the feeling of, I don't deserve something. So there's no such thing as a person coming into the world feeling like they don't deserve something. They're taking that burden in their nervous system out of pure, unconditional love for their mom and their dad. They're taking it, oh, because they don't really have a choice, but they accept it because they love their mom and dad. Yeah. The nervous system is there to soak up anything hmm. that will threaten the survival of those three. Wow. Father, mother, child, the holy trinity of biology, right? We each do our part. The, the two grown-ups do their part, and the little one's nervous system goes, Then it's like Jesus. It's the closest to the Jesus story. I've ever seen or felt the nervous system of the little one says put all the sins and the suffering on me oh. and I will carry it faithfully and I will display answers for that suffering for the rest of my life just to help you mom and dad do you, do you think we choose our mom and dad you know a lot of people say that uh, it, it's beyond my realm when I'm working there, but if somebody says that and their M-wave turns this color, mm-hmm. you know, we're just going to go, okay, that's part of your heart path to yeah. see it that way, you know? 
maybe we do, maybe we don't. Some do, some don't, you know. Yeah, I just like helping people find their heart path. And right. so when they're on that path, okay, let's go there. It, so far, it's worked out well. Yeah. You know, it's like the ultraviolet IV. I've done a couple of thousand of them over 25 years. Uh, nobody with a so-called virus or bacteria or fungus infection has had a bad outcome yet. And that doesn't mean that tomorrow it might not happen, but 25 years, you know, how much longer should I wait before I tell people it's a it's a decent idea. Um, and look at that too, since you don't have your license anymore, you got out of the drug business, so mom should be proud of you. <laughs> Not into drugs anymore, so that's good, you know. Yeah, so that's that's the other great grandfather. I'll draw that one day, <laughs> so you can you can see that part. You know, to me, which is so wow, wow, this whole idea of the exosomes and the ultraviolet IV and actually helping people, even though there's not some foreign thing trying to attack people, which we know there's not. And so you, how can you have both, right? I mean, how could you have something yeah. that's killing something, but nothing needs to be killed? But this helps people to feel better and, and see the, see, how does it work? So you just told the colonizer story. The you know, colonizer? If you listen to it on that level. Okay. That's the story of colonization. And people of my skin color are descendants of colonizers. Nobody needed to be killed, uh, but that's not how the story went. Oh. Um, the story went there was an outside invader group that came in and stole and killed everything that I now benefit from, right? So there's an imbalance in the psyche until that story is seen without judgment. That's the key, without judgment, really key. Without judgment, uh, you know, is as much as I time as I've felt so righteous judging my colonizer ancestors and how they behaved, I'm just the little one, you know, I'm just the little one. I, I don't have the capacity, it's not my rank, you know, we go back to the Air Force, it's not my rank to judge the colonel and how he's running the base he's right. got a higher rank my colonizer ancestors have a higher rank than me in biology i don't get to judge their story when i stop judging their story i no longer feel the need to think i'm being invaded and killed by some foreign particle right right, right. wow I get goosebumps for that kind of stuff. It's just so how it all ties yeah, me too. fits together. Me too. It's like In high coherence, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And if we can get tinfoil hattie for a minute, which I like to do, if you can look at <laughs> why not, you know. We'll have to make a cartoon I, character called Tinfoil hattie. hattie. Since I don't comb my hair, I should probably have a tinfoil hat. Um so then the forces and these people that are trying to, whatever they're trying to do on the earth plane today, and you know, you know, it's exactly trying to show people or 
to trick people into believing exactly the opposite of the way it is. The outside stuff can get you, and you got to do this, and you got to yeah. do that, and you got to get a needle, and you got to, which is opposite, obviously all just made up. It's just a fairy tale. Yeah. Yeah. So they know what they're doing. But we, it's okay because they're just part of the drama and the play. And this is their part. Just, you know, I write screenplays. If you don't have a villain, well, you don't have a story. I mean, come on. <laughs> right? No story. You try to sell a screenplay. You try to sell a screenplay where there's not a villain or there's not some some obstacle. Sure. Yeah. They read about five pages and, you know, they throw it away. No conflict, kid. Give me some conflict. <laughs> That's the way it works. Isn't it fascinating? Because this is the story of our life. We come up against obstacles and whatever, and we overcome them, and we get stronger. I go through my little energy things, you know, and my soul travel things, Mm -hmm. and I come out through it, and I go, wow. We get stronger. Because we have the courage or the wherewithal or whatever to move through it so it takes mm-hmm. it takes courage for this game right yes the courage to be the little one the li- little one go to go into that vast place and be the little one like i don't know what's coming right. i'm not in charge of what's coming right i'm just the little one here and when i go in with that kind of humility all that strength can flow oh, my that- way <sighs> Yeah. Right. You know, that's one thing that came comes up for me for a lot on the inner planes when I'm doing my work, and I have a spiritual teacher that guides me. So, you know, so I really trust that I'm okay. But the fact that you're not, you don't know what's going to happen when you go in there, and that's yeah. that's a fun thing to go through because you don't know, and you don't even know if you're going to come out, and you are doing everything that you know yeah. is you, your life. And you're throwing it in there, and you don't even know if you're yeah. going to come out on the other end. No, you don't. You have no idea. I, you don't know. Mm-hmm. But you got to go. You got to go because you know what else you're going to do? Sit around here and you know reincarnate to this popsicle stand for the next twenty years? I don't know. I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not going through puberty again. I don't know about you, but I'm not going. <laughs> However, you know, days at the drive-in, you know, with beer, it wasn't terrible, right? I mean, it was okay. Right. It was okay. Yeah. Okay, I want to, I was going to actually not even do the show this morning, really. But I saw your email, and you said it was going to be about sex, so I said, well, let's do it. I'm just kidding. No. So, I want to kind of dig into this whole sexuality, you know, from your perspective, because... Sure. I've I've, I've seen some ideas... And I want to throw... Okay, so let me do this. You stay right there. Dr. Richard Massey, so great to have you on. Thank you for coming on the show once a month. It's really a pleasure, uh, sir. Thank, thank you. you so much. Really, you're just, you're just cool. You're just really the bomb. Dr. Richard Massey, former doctor and now raconteur, bon vivant, man about town in South Austin. We give you his phone number and his email on the show page if you want to contact him. Uh, you can do that. Or go have lunch with him at Casa de Luz, a cool little place in South Austin. What are we going to do now? 
I got lost. I get lost in space here. Okay, oh, I want to do this one. I want to tell you about some of these products. These are so cool. Brandon Amalani is a Chinese herbalist, a Qigong fellow I've known for a long time. And he has a company called Shen Blossom. And Shen Blossom is a magnificent company that has Oh, so many really, how can I say, really eclectic and very high quality products that you're just not going to find anywhere else. And if you read the ingredients, it's like, I mean, I don't, and these are, these are traditional um, Chinese medicine, but from a very high level. For example, he has a, uh, a traditional sake extract, um, ginseng, that I, some of these ginsengs are 50 years old and he uses sake and it takes forever to make it. I mean, you know, this is, this is what you want, you know. This is, this is what you want, the real deal stuff. Um, he has a lot of seaweeds. I've really been into seaweeds of late. Um, we're working on turning my hair back to my 30-ish uh, dark 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 days or dark hair days and um, so one of our guests was talking about all these different seaweeds that are bamboo and seaweeds that are good for that so Hashem Blossom has a bamboo chlorophyll bamboo has got a lot of minerals in it Um, and then barley greens and seaweeds nothing yucky in here this is cool this is midnight minerals you can take this at night now this the print is so small I can't read this. And then you can also do potency, which is quite a quite an amazing I want to read you the ingredients on potency. Let me do let me do potency. I'll read it on the website. Yeah, here it is. This is collagen vitamin C formula. And we're not big fans of like sodium ascorbate and that stuff, but for vitamin C. This is a whole food vitamin C. And I'm gonna read you the ingredients here. All right, check this out. Fermented seaweed, green unripened umeboshi plum, <laughs> rosemary, singri berry, Japanese gooseberry, frankincense, shitsu berry, kumquat, whole fruit, peel, lemon peel, don't you like kumquat, and bitter tangerine, amla berry, Shizandra berry, Hungarian paprika, oh my God, Japanese wood sorrel, watercress, much, and pine needle. And this is like collagen, vitamin C. This will make you cute as Dr. Massey. You take this every day, man, your skin will be, mm, great. And then this one is called Arise. This one is for everything south of the border. You know what I mean, guys? Yeah, yeah. And it's all just these, these great, let me see if I can see it with the lights. Uh, fermented. Oh, I don't think I can see it. Oh. Okay, I want to read this one. This is so cool. Now imagine this for um, libido and you know that kind of stuff. And I know you guys don't care about that stuff, so you probably won't care to listen. <laughs> Where is it? Okay, check this out. This is what's in this product, and this is really powerful. 
Fermented yam root. Ah, the yam stuff. Ah, the yammies. Japanese climbing fern. <laughs> Amber resin. Similex root. Rosemary bark. Dandelion parsley. Ashwagandha. I know that one. Garlic scrapes. Do you ever scrape a garlic? Chive scrapes. Sage shiso seed. Cumin seed. Pyrosa leaf. Saw palmetto berry. Oh, that's for Mr. Prostate, right? Philodendron bark. Plantain seeds. Gardenia. Ooh. Japanese water plantain and something I can't pronounce, a root, and sakura cherry, pyrosa, and wild asparagus. Did you know wild asparagus is kind of like a libido thing? I didn't know that. This is a rise. This is out of control. You could take this three or four times a day and uh, you know, lock your door so you don't go out at night. <laughs> Looking for love in all the wrong places. Okay, so that's uh, on Shen Blossom on OneWordRadioNetwork.com. Uh, it's just too much fun being on the earth plane, I tell you what. Too much fun. I want to do this one because I have to do something. I got lost, sorry. I got lost. I got lost in space. If you'd like to get an air purifier, these guys are in sale and I think you'll really like it. It's called Air Doctor. It's on OneRadioNetwork.com. You don't need a promo code. A lot of things on sale there uh, right now on Air Doctor. Air Doctor. If you've not tried our sulfur, it's the real deal. It um, will help your body detoxify from all kinds of things. And there's all kinds of things in the air and the food and the water. And you might want to get some of that. Our organic sulfur. Go click on the website and order. Also... We are kind of teamed up uh, with Dr. Thomas Cowan. He's got some amazing powders. Uh, talk about seaweed. I use a seaweed powder on everything, a piece of fish or meat or whatever, and it's on our website, Dr. Cowan's Powders, and the way they do it are just really cool on One Radio Network. So there we have it. There were some of the things. Oh, and then a quick little plug here for our sauna. We got the best sauna ever. No EMFs, um, magnetic and electrical energy only and and uh, you can get yours for $12.95 $12.95 tax title license delivered to oneradionetwork.com $12.95 just email me the only way to get that price is to send me an email Patrick oneradionetwork.com Know the Source on One Radio Network Many years ago for Dr. Massey, it was no the sauce, but he, <laughs> you were a sauce, wow. you were a sauce guy for a while, weren't you? Yeah. Look at this, uh, look at this little one here. I call this one head over heels. What, what is uh, it? That's a, that's the little bum of the bee. Oh. Just diving in, huh? Diving in head for a little, heels. Look, looking for a little love. It's great to be on the earth plane, it's saying. And uh, the list of those ingredients were like, oh my, there's the whole body before he dove in. Wow. Or he, he or she, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, those list of ingredients sound like what the three wise men brought to Jesus. I, I think, I think oh. it was, you know, I think, I think it was. Yeah. That's what, that's Heard what. The frankincense and everything else. That's what got him through the night, baby. That's what, they did it. <laughs> okay, so. I actually put this in one of my screenplays over the weekend because I was getting this information on the inner 
And what do you think about this with your boys and girls stuff? Because it almost feels like when we're falling in love that we're wanting to know something that's deep in the heart of the other. And I get the feeling that what we want to know is our self, our divine self. What does that do for you? Wow, 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 wow. What do you, what do you think about that? Well, you know, I, I think you need to be teaching a Tantra class. Yeah, well, you know. I think that's what's going on. I think that we want to know who we really are as soul, and by connecting with our beloved in a way that's really cool, mm-hmm. that this is what we're getting to know who we really are, and they're getting to know who they really are. As some spiritual practices have said, that um, God is in the heart of your beloved. Don't you like that? Mm-hmm. God is in the heart of your beloved. Pretty cool. Of course, what do you think? Does that work for you? Oh, yeah. Does it? I mean, you know, the the whole story, even of our biology, is a story of union rather than separation. So It's all about when we're one, there, right? It's all about yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Right. We're reenacting union and turning away from the story of separation right we're diving in like this little Hmm. little one here like i'm just diving in i don't know what's in there something's pulling me in there into into the heart of this other and 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 god created this whole boy girl thing with the pleasure and the and the whole thing otherwise we wouldn't go in there i mean you know, otherwise we, you know, if we weren't attracted to the opposite sex or whatever your thing is, you wouldn't even go there, right? I mean, God knows what He's doing. So, what is that an argument for never ever feeling guilty about about sex ever? Fools Russian. <laughs> <laughs> We're wise men, fear to go. Isn't that? Great? I know. <laughs> oh God! And well, you see, you saw that. What's your favorite movie about the Catholic Church? What's that? What's the one you tell? What's what is the name of that one? That that movie, uh, Heaven Help Us. Heaven Help Us. Oh my God! And it has it has that little guy Wallace Shawn from The Princess Bride. Yeah, and, as uh, the priest. He, <laughs> yes, yeah, Father Umbrusi, and uh, <laughs> and so the kids are about to have their first dance. And the, the girls are from the Virgin Martyr School. <laughs> I forget the name of the boys' school. <laughs> but he comes in to give them the introduction and how the church is going to guide them through this first dance. <laughs> if you haven't watched that scene, uh, everybody out there, it's on YouTube. Oh. Heaven help us. Um, and it's a two or three minute scene where he comes in and and he says in this little lisp that's so wonderful, there is the beast. 
living inside each and every one of you. And that beast is called lust, lust, ladies and gentlemen, you know, and, and he talks about how, how if you give in to lust, that you'll go to a place where serpents First of all, I like to welcome chew you. your flesh and, you know. I've got the scene. First of all, I'd like oh, to welcome do it. the now, Virgin Mark. The challenge is, um, for some reason, when I play a video here, you cannot hear it. Sorry. Everybody okay. else can. I'll, just, but I'll you, sit in silence. You could probably just turn on one radio network you know, on your computer and listen to it over the air if you want to. What do you think? Anyway, you we got to go play ahead, this because this is, this is just, I think I've got the right one. I think I got <laughs> the right one. Oh, don't do this to me. I don't want to do that. Oh, man. I clicked on the wrong thing. Not now. Hold on. Okay, I got to do it again. So, um, so, so are we thinking that almost everybody grows up with this kind of stuff, right? No matter what religion they're in, pretty much. It it seems like. Uh, so here we go. Let's see. I'm, you can't see the whole screen for uh, for me here. Um, what do you got? Let, let me show your whole screen. Go ahead. Yeah. Let me see. Oh, here. Oh, oh, I've got it here. I've got it here. Okay. Let me play it here. I got it. First of all, I'd like to welcome the Virgin Martyr Girls and thank them for coming. will be a first Friday novena this coming Friday. Now, And I had a note to remind you that there will be a first Friday novena this coming Friday. And now, let me introduce to you Father Abruzzi, who will be giving the first talk. Thanks. Father? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, you know, these dances are designed to help you learn to interact with one another in a way befitting young men and women of a strong Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, these dances are designed to help you learn to interact with one another in a way befitting young men and women of a strong moral fiber. We're all at an age now when you're perhaps beginning to notice the difference between the boys and the girls. And just as she is at every other important moment of your life, church is here to guide you. Many of you will be experiencing certain feelings, feelings which you might be inclined to confuse with love. But ladies and gentlemen, never confuse love with the deadliest of the seven deadly sins. Lust, ladies and gentlemen, has undoubtedly cast 
down into the eternal fires of hell, even the most advanced souls. There is a beast living within what? each and every one of you! A filthy beast whose name is... That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Lust is the beast within you! The beast that wants to come into the eternal fires of hell! Where for all eternity your flesh will be ripped from your body by grotesque serpents with ranger sharp teeth! For all eternity, your blood will boil, your bones will burn, and your marrow will be reduced to a putrid black slime! And for what? For a few moments of weakness that led you to admire the shape of somebody's buttocks. <laughs> Any questions? <laughs> Very well then, have a nice time, enjoy the dance, and I'll see you all next week. <laughs> you see the faces on those kids? <laughs> yes. Oh, my. What a classic, huh? The Beast. It is. You know, and I love that thing, you know, where he finishes telling people how they're going to be punished for all eternity, and then he says, enjoy the dance. Um, <laughs> enjoy the dance. Uh, let's take a few emails here. So, um, so what do you? What advice do you have uh, for, for listeners to to find their beloved in this earth plane? Certainly, you have some advice for them. <laughs> Certainly, I mean, you, you went to medical school. You should know. <laughs> they didn't teach you that in medical school. Oh, come on. Oh man, you know the 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 stuff about about all that that was encoded in us when we were in the womb and an infant. Really? Um, this was oh, all yeah. when we're in the womb, all this sex stuff. Oh yeah, and how how we're going to? I mean, it's irresistible, you know. So when we look at this right here, this is Jobert's diagram from the Recall Healing Book, right? You start nine months prior to conception, conception through the pregnancy, labor and delivery, and until about one year old, and when we start to sort out that we're, you know, an identity. But who we're going to choose for a partner is all established here. Um, this is this is our most intimate sexual experience, actually, because we are the result of a sexual union. Um, we form around that. And every romance in our culture and every marriage is arranged. So I remember growing up and wow. we thought, oh, man, we don't want to live in one of those cultures where the marriages are arranged. That would really suck. And we want to be where there's romance. Well, it turns out that romance is subconsciously arranged by the family systems. And the only person I can even be attracted to hmm. is somebody that my family system says is okay for me to be attracted to. 
because they have exactly the same wound in their family system wow. or an exact complementary wound. That makes so much sense to me. That makes so much sense to me. Wow. Yeah. So they are arranged cosmically or spiritually by angels, spiritual masters, karma, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all arranged. It's and so <laughs> they're going to find you. You don't, you don't have to go looking. Oh, that's good. And, uh, and, and if you're looking, that's because that was the wound in the family system. I have to go out and look for somebody, right? Oh, um, so, so looking is a, is, a, is a fairy tale. You don't have to look. They're coming. No, no, no. They're, no, no, this stuff will find you. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to find you, right? I mean, that's just the way it works. How, you, have no, you, know, you have no choice, right? Exactly. Yeah, you don't have, that's the first step of freedom, Gilbert would say, oh. is realizing that up until this moment, I haven't had a single free choice. Now free choice can begin. Yes. And then my experience is that free will and God's will are the same. You know, they would have put you to death for that. Uh, <laughs> And other times in history. <laughs> They're still trying, you know, what can I tell you? <laughs> they wake up in the morning and they're still trying, you know? <laughs> what a trip, huh? Did you know, I've been listening to David Martin lately. Oh, he's, and he's, a, got a oh, he's, a, he's a handful, isn't he? He's great. So David said in 1624, the French Parliament passed a law that it was a capital offense to discuss anything that you couldn't discern with the five senses. Really? And they would make sure that it stopped because they would apply something that interrupted the flow of the five senses called a guillotine blade. <laughs> um, it was a capital offense wow. to discuss anything but the five senses. And his, con his contention is, and I haven't been to his class, I have a friend who just went, who took the 12 senses workshop. He says that since we have 12 cranial nerves, we have 12 senses. We've been dumbed down to think that we only have five. And once again, that's so we can manage the magnificence. Uh, if we had 12, it would just blow our mind, you know, but apparently we do. Hmm. And, uh, and so some people are learning how to reactivate those other seven that we have ignored so and these senses are just like in our holograph our state of consciousness just yes sensing all kinds of actual, things yeah and we have physical representations of them called cranial nerves cranial nerves um, wow there's 12 of them yeah yeah and, and the first letters for those nerves, just so you'll realize how smart I actually am, how we had to do mnemonic. There was so much information in medical school. And it goes like this. On old Olympus tiny tops, a Finn and German view some hops. And that's the first letter to the 12 cranial nerves. Olfactory, optic, you know, and you go through all these. View some hops, B for Vegas. Hmm. H for hypoglossal, you know, um, and, uh, you know, because there's just so much factual stuff in there that it's hard to get a sense of the picture of it all. So apparently we have 12 senses. Who knew? Yeah. 
Who knew? So similar to other animals uh, that are more sensitive yes. than, than us, I mean, I can throw something in the woods, Doodle have no idea where it is, and she finds it. So come on. So yes. she smells my yes. energy on a ball. How do you how do you figure yes. that? And then also, yes. uh, just animals sensing when earthquakes are coming and they leave, and all kinds of cool things. All these yes. senses are there, and we have them too. Yeah, we have them. We too, develop apparently. them. We apparently, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the things Brother Dave is doing with people. Uh, Brother Dave. Okay, let's do a few emails before we, we we have another show coming up at 12 about hydrogen. So let's see. Ooh, Ooh we're going to do hydrogen. Hydrogen. Uh, hydrogen. Can, Big H. Oh, can Patrick please ask Dr. Massey what he thinks of past life regressions? Does he believe in reincarnation? How can past life regressions help us in this life? From Janet. <clears throat> Oh, Janet. Okay. She's asking me to step outside the five senses. And I don't know if she's, you know, with the bureaucracy or the Inquisition, she might be trying to lure me out to where I could be (laughs) put on the guillotine block here. Uh, I had a friend talk me into doing one past life regression. Yeah. (laughs) And it was an intense experience. I have to tell you, and it was a woman like 40 years old who was doing it. And um, I mean, I knew the whole time I wasn't like deeply hypnotized. And yet, boy, did my body register a connection Hmm. with some things. I mean, in ways that were not ignorable. At one point, I'm pretty sure I weighed 400 pounds. I was lying down in the bed. There's no way I was going to move. There's something to it. And and it looks like people who've done the past lives and the family constellations, the way it works is, is that the same patterns are seen in both systems. And in either way of going at it, we get out of those story tangles. So some people go at it through past life regression, some people do it with constellations, some with hypnosis, some with shamanic ceremonies. There's all kinds of ways of navigating our way so that we're no longer tangled in our innocently inherited stories, yeah. be they from a previous life or ancestry. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, a little quick little story. I went through the whole sciatica thing twice. Remember what five six years ago? For those of you who have never had sciatica, it's probably <laughs> the ultimate, isn't it, Doc? It's probably the ultimate, wow. isn't it? The yeah, I've never. This kind of pain is like. Remember I was at your yeah. place one day, I could barely walk, what was it, a long time ago? You were sticking yeah. things in my butt and we, we, we were trying anything, man. What? <laughs> so I yeah, obviously I worked through it. But I, during that time, I, I asked my, my spiritual master, which is divine spirit, I asked God, whatever, why this pain, what's up with this? I mean, why, I wasn't whining, I just wanna know why. I know I had to deal with it. I wasn't saying take it away, I just wanna know What's up? So like two days later, there was this past life thing. I was, I think I was, it must have been World War II, I'm not sure, but I was in, I think, Japan, and we were doing things to some Japanese prisoners that you don't even want to think about. Yeah. And I saw that clearly. 
And I go, mm. okay. A little bit of karma coming down. Wow. What do they say? Karma's a bitch. <laughs> when you find a real story, your biology will let you know. Hmm. When you find a real story. Because that, yeah, the sciatica will no longer be there. No. And just worked it out. Please ask Dr. Missy, uh, Missy, Massey, what he thinks about sepsis. I recently had a family member pass away from a complication in a hospital. Hospital refused to use I, IV vitamin C, the only used antibiotics to which she was not responding to anymore. How can hospitals kill people every day when there are protocols like high dose C to treat sepsis? That is a really good question, just like the first one. Those are really good questions. And uh, my imagining is, is one day the energy around that will shift. Um, the hospitals are still, to me, they feel like things that people long for on the battlefield. Uh, people are being treated as as we wished our ancestors had been treated on the battlefield. Antibiotics would be a great thing to have if you have a gunshot wound, um, get you off the battlefield, take you back somewhere where you can be taken care of. Once again, we start doing things like vitamin C IVs. We start to get in touch with our magnificence, that unbearable stuff. Um, it looks like it takes a, a lifetime or perhaps more to, uh, become comfortable with that magnificence so that it's okay to, to go that way. Um, and thanks for bringing that up. You know, that, that Thomas Levy book where he went over Dr. Klinner's work, right? The cure for all diseases, something like that, uh, where Klinner was doing the vitamin C IVs and it was reversing all kinds of quote infections and other conditions and restoring health. Ultraviolet IVs were the same thing. And, and yet, when we have a polio epidemic, which the polio epidemic is, the story of it is really a heartbreaking story. I don't want to be left behind, mm. and I don't want to leave my loved ones behind. And, and I'm powerless to do anything about that. I'm caught in something where I'm either going to leave my loved ones or they're going to leave me. To face that story is different than saying there's a foreign particle coming from the outside and it's coming in to attack you and maybe kill you or leave you crippled. Um, and then we had people like Klinner and Kanat and Miley who showed that vitamin C IVs and ultraviolet IVs would completely reverse polio with no paralysis and no death because there That's really wasn't a there wasn't a virus ever proven to do, do it. it was just wasn't right yeah nobody even had the equipment to notice that i mean it it it's a made-up story uh but that was a story that we made up um hmm. and it gives us an outside enemy which is real familiar <laughs> and uh it gives us a defense budget goal you mm -hmm. know we got to get a a defense to keep these foreigners out of our body. Um, 
these little particles. And, and yet the graciousness of God, the universe, source, whatever word you might feel comfortable with, sent us visionaries who showed us with a simple ultraviolet IV or simple vitamin C IV, you can completely restore the person's health, but only 100% of the time. It only works 100% of the time. That's the problem. And so when that happens, man, you're just going to have to face magnificence for what it is uh, and face mercy and grace for what it is. Um, how did we come upon these things? I have no idea, but there they are, mm -hmm. uh, ready to show us how much goodness, how much forgiveness there is. Um, this final one I think is worth saying just because we can muse on it a bit. I'd love to have Klaus Schwab on a on an M wave with a happy sign. Um, <laughs> probably so. But but I think it's a good point to end on in this whole judgment thing, right? <clears throat> yes. I, I think it's really important that we all understand for what it's what it's worth that these people, the Schwabs, the Gates, whatever, they're just playing their role, right? And they have their own thing to deal with, their own karma. God will deal with that. We don't have to hate them. We don't have to try to kill them. You know what I mean? Right. We just don't. It's not our job. Not my job. Not my job, boy. I like in nonviolent communication, they have this concept called the protective use of force. It only works when there's no judgment. Protective use of force. And so we go to someone who's doing something, like somebody working in a lab to try to make a coronavirus more dangerous, which is physically written on the patents. David Martin shows those. Um, and we go in there without judging, and we wrap our arms around them, and we carry them out to a little sandbox where they can play or whatever <laughs> they want to do um, with no judgment that what they're doing is evil. Um, and we protect the little ones on the planet by using force protectively, but not punitively. I'm not doing this because I hate you. I'm not doing this because I think what you're doing is evil. Mm -hmm. Doing this as a protection, and that's all. Mm. And that's beautiful. That's a hard and, one to And count that breaks by. the yeah. karma of the whole thing, right? It does. Because if you go in, if you're doing by force because you're evil and I hate you, just keep on coming. They keep on coming, yeah. They just keep on coming. Wow. Yes. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, okay, real quick before we go, this just po pulled in from the UK. What sort of affirmation could I use to bring awareness to my family's eye problems, glaucoma. Ah, okay. So, there are conflicts for glaucoma that are discussed in Jacques Martel's book, and also in the Recall Healing book. But basically, glaucoma is this. Have you, have you ever put an object on the other side of a fishbowl and look through the water and notice how much closer that object looks? Right. Yes. Glaucoma does that inside the eyeball. 
there's something outside of me that I desperately wish was closer to me than it actually is. So when that's unbearable, when my subconscious without my awareness says this thing is so far away that if I feel that, I'm going to become undone by the feelings. Hmm. So what the brain does is it changes that feeling into extra fluid like a fishbowl on the inside of my eyeball, which of course builds up the pressure. Often it's a story of a mother looking at her baby in an incubator. I wish this baby was in my arms, not far away in this incubator. Hmm. And when there's that extra fluid in the eyeball, it looks like the baby is physically closer. And that's biology trying to find a biological answer for a psychological issue. Fascinating. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it makes so sense because it's all tied we, in, right? It, it's just, it all, yes. it all fits when you look at it like it that. Does. It does. It's a love story. A love story, for instance, for a mother and her baby. So when you get the Recall Healing book, when you get the Jacques Martel book, and when you get your M-Wave, which is on sale for another day or two, you can sit down and look at the glaucoma section, put on your M-Wave and read it. And when you get to the sentence for you and your family, it'll turn green, right? Hmm. Yeah. That's why you like these M-Wave things. You don't, you don't sell these. You just turn people onto them, right? Right. What's the website again? Uh, it's the Institute of Heart Math. Institute <clears throat> of Heart Math, and it's Heart Month, so they put their M-Waves on sale every February and at Christmas time. I think we interviewed that fellow years ago, didn't we? Long ago. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Doc or Roland, one of those guys, and. And they're on that documentary, I Am, which is on Guy M TV, the one that Tom Shadyac did. Uh, it's called I Am, and it shows some of the heart math and, and, and how the heart is connected with something that's beyond what this brain and nervous right. system have access to. Some, yeah. Something else is going on. Something else, something going else on. is going on. Yeah. 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 Dr. Dr. Cowan talks about that. There, there's something else going on here, you know. Something else going on, yeah. <laughs> well, kiddo, we got to move on. I had such a good time. Thanks right. for coming on the show today. Tell folks about. Let's That's see. Good. What's your email address? Do you have your email? Yeah, so it's docmassey at gmail dot com. M a s s e y. And the Instagram, if you want to see little bits of this, is docmassey nineteen forty nine. D-O-C-M-A-S-S-E-Y. There you go. And you can talk to Dr. Massey. Email him. All right, my friend, thank you. I want to come over and we're hey, going to do Casa de Luz soon. All right? We'll do that. Hey, that sounds good. We'll do it. All House right, love, love you, brother. Take care of yourself. Love you too, Patrick. Bye-bye. Dr. Bye-bye. Richard Massey, OneRadioNetwork.com. He's on the, uh, oh, let's see, it would be, the third Monday of the month. He just is. So we're going to get set up here, and uh, we're going to be right back. Don't go. And we're going to do a little uh, show with a fellow, and he knows a lot about hydrogen, and we love hydrogen. His name is Greg. Oh, I, oh that's his last name, H-Man. Huh. I, obviously a made-up name. 
But so stay right there. Let me just go for a moment and just take a break. And we'll be right back and then we'll do hydrogen, hydrogen, hydrogen. Okay, we'll be right back. Patrick Timpone and uh, may the blessings be. Thanks to Dr. Massey. And uh, let me know if I can help. Patrick, OneRadioNetwork.com. See you in a minute. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.